This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. I recommend the book, The Cowboy President, by Michael Blake. Theodore Roosevelt once said that he did not think he could have been president were not for the time that he spent in the West. Blake historicizes Roosevelt's time there. Roosevelt encountered and overcame just about every challenge to hearten him during his time on the ranch. The book also defines the tenets and character of the man. That was back when such things mattered to people. That does not seem to be the case today. Character has been sacrificed for advancement. I like this quote from Roosevelt in what was his first public speech given in Dickinson, North Dakota on July 4, 1887. Like all Americans, I like big things, big prairie, big forests and mountains, big wheat fields, railroads and herds of cattle too, big factories, steamboats and everything else. But we must keep steadily in mind that no people ever yet benefited from riches if their property corrupted their virtue. It is of more importance that we should show ourselves honest, brave, truthful, and intelligent than that we should own all the railways and grain elevators in the world, unquote. It must have been a good speech as went over the editor of the Badlands Cowboy, the local newspaper, prophesied that Roosevelt would become president of the United States to Roosevelt. Roosevelt was known for many things, one of which was being a trust buster. As noted in his first speech, he was not against things that were big, including companies. What he was against was them using their commercial power to take advantage of producers and consumers. Corporations would merge and form trusts. Author Blake noted that contrary to common belief, Roosevelt was far more in favor of regulating them than busting them. One thing that really gored Roosevelt's ox was how trusts could give large companies price breaks on transportation while gouging small business and farmers shipping smaller amounts. There are many regulations in the book, such as the Packers and Stockyards Act and mandatory price reporting, that have not been very well enforced. Corporations are sophisticated and resourceful, and they have effectively blunted further legislation and judicial efforts to regulate them. I see livestock packing industries today as trust harming both producers and consumers. First off, to be able to gauge the power of the trust, you must see their pricing. Texas feedlots have an entirely different pricing scheme and partnership with packers than the Midwest feedlots have. The Iowa Cattlemen's Association has asked for a similar opportunity to such pricing schemes. In the hog industry, the very essence of a trust is evident in their favoritism that is shown between producers in the contracts that they receive for their hogs from packers. Hopefully the Maxwell Foods lawsuit against Smithfield will expose some of this, but we have a horrible record of transparency of price reporting to date. That leads to a smothering of price discovery. During the COVID crisis, when the meat supply chain was disrupted, the true power of the meat trust was exposed as beef packers charged enough for beef that their profit margin was more than they had paid for the entire animal. They did not have to do that. The trust priced beef out of the consumer market so no one could afford it. It was not done to cover costs as the cost of their raw material cattle had collapsed. It was pure producer and consumer price gouging, just as Roosevelt had alluded to so many decades ago. They could do it, so they did. I believe that was corrupt to many levels and is being accepted as a normal business practice today. There are a lot of excuses made for price gouging, such as markets and prices always overreach. Yes, they do, but that is not what this is about. 
If the market sent prices above or below fair value at equal amount of time, then it would be fair. That is not what this is. This is market structure that is inherently favoring packers, giving them unbalanced market power. Prices consistently are lower for cattle and hogs and higher for beef and pork with a profit margin in the middle. Without transparency of markets in contracts, there is no way to evaluate what is fair and what is not. Much of the livestock industry trades in the dark with contracts called proprietary information, secrets that packers protect with extreme measures. There's also collusion between packers and favored feedlot and hog companies that give them unfair advantage over others. The packing industry essentially chooses who can raise livestock today, which is one of the tenets of the definition of a monopoly. One adjustment made to avoid regulation is to form oligopolies as a smokescreen to cover monopoly. Whether in the hands of one or a few, the market power is still there. Producers and consumers have never been so vulnerable to exploitation by any trust than they are the livestock industry trusts today. The first cure is market transparency. Put all the cards on the table and then let us look at them. They have their aces under the table and have no intention of revealing them unless forced to legislatively or judicially. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.